The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Touchdown or, or turnover, back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, the place where you belong, better rates and better service. Okay, Ben, we are going outside of the SEC, at least it is outside the SEC for now. Lincoln Riley, who is 54-9 and nine at Oklahoma, he was asked if he or his representatives had any contact or have been in touch with LSU his response was quote I coach at the University of Oklahoma you know how I feel about this place and this program we all been down this road many times before you guys know where I stand and that hasn't changed end quote touchdown or turnover Oklahoma fans should feel Better after Lincoln Riley addressed LSU rumors. Touchdown or turnover? Turnover. No, they shouldn't feel better because it's college football. It's not even college football. It's professional sports. Coaches say these things all the time and then bolt. They, they lie to the media and to the fans, and they, they say things that benefit benefit them best for the time being. And it does not benefit Lincoln Riley to come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to consider the LSU job. I mean, it, it benefits him to come out and, and strongly deny the LSU rumor. So I, I say turnover. You, you can't trust coaches. And I'm not saying the coaches are wrong for doing what 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 they do in these situations. I, I think that they're doing the right thing. I would, I would do the same thing. But you still can't trust them because they're, they're simply not – telling the truth. So I say turnover. I actually believe Jimbo Fisher. I do believe Jimbo. I, I believe Jimbo. I, I think, believe Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I, I believe those guys. I think they have shut down rumors of them leaving pretty pretty well. I will believe those guys. Here's the thing about Lincoln Riley. Man, he ain't he a couple months older than me. You old, Swain. No, he's young. We young. That's what I was getting to. 38 years old. In 2020, he agreed to a six-year, $45 million contract with Oklahoma. He's young. He's one of the young coaches in college football. But here's why why I say turnover. He didn't answer the question, Ben. The question was that he or his representatives have been in touch with LSU. It's yes or no. 
It's yes or no, Lincoln. That's it. Have had you been in contact with LSU or your representatives? You could have said, I don't know, which would be a lie. You can say yes or you can say no. But he didn't answer the question. He says, I coach at the University of Oklahoma. Duh, we know that. Then he said, you know how I feel about this place and this program. Okay, cool. We know how you feel about the place. That's great. You can feel good about the place and not coach there. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure Bruce Pearl feels good about Tennessee because of his time here and the great work he did in the community. You can still like a place and not coach there. We've all been down this road many times before. You, you guys know where I stand, and that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed today. It hasn't changed yet. So all he did was say a bunch of nothing that did not answer the question that could change and he would be looked upon as someone who just didn't lie at that time. So he never answered the question. So it is turnover for me. Oklahoma fans, you should not feel comfortable about Lincoln Riley being there next year because he did not shoot down this question at all. Well, I I don't think you're wrong. Um, in fact, you, you've kind of persuaded me. In, in your direction, although I still just take what coaches say in a press conference with, with a grain of salt. But why would you not want to go to LSU if you're Lincoln Riley? Like, I, I know that Oklahoma is, I mean, I would. Is, is Oklahoma, but LSU might be the best job in the entire country. It and, may be. And as, as you pointed out yesterday on the show multiple times, as every media member who pays attention to college football – has pointed out since Coach O got fired, three coaches. The last three coaches at LSU have won a national championship. <laughs> and, and and yet there's been these dramatic swings on the on the pendulum at LSU in terms of being up and down with that program. I mean, th- this year has been an atrocious. And two years ago won the national championship and had one of the greatest football teams of all time in college football. I mean, it it has swung so dramatically, and and yet they have still been able to win three national championships with the last three coaches, two of which are bozos. Like Les Miles is is not a good college football coach. Coach O's not a good college football coach. They wanna they want a national championship, and they'll live off of that forever. But I I, I think that we would all agree that they're they're not great college football coaches in that they struck gold and they caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I mean, Les did a better job than, than Coach O. And, yes. And, but, yeah, I mean, Les should have probably had more success, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did win one and play for one. Yes. And, look, kind of, Les Miles was fun at LSU. But, I, I mean, I, I think over time we, we've seen that he's not, not that great of a coach. He just found himself in the right spot at a at a talent rich institution mm-hmm. with a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. I, I I truly credit LSU more for Les Miles's national championship than I do Les Miles. Same, same with Coach O. Like I, I don't think that they did anything special. I I I do somewhat credit Coach O for for taking a step back and 
being a CEO, more of a a guy that was hands on with everything, because that's what he's done the past two years, and it's and it's been a dumpster fire. That that nineteen national championship, he was all hands off and let Joe Brady do his thing, let Dave Aranda do his thing, which in hindsight makes sense. Look what Dave Aranda and Joe Brady is doing right now. How mm-hmm. would you ever get in the way of, of what they're doing? But I mean you do have to give give Coach O credit for checking his ego and and doing so at minimum. But why if you're Lincoln Riley, why would you not want to go to LSU? Like I Oklahoma's a really good job, don't get me wrong. It's very attractive for anybody, but I would I would leave for LSU in a heartbeat if they came calling. I don't care if I'm about to join the same conference as them. LSU has more resources, better resources. I'd much rather be at LSU. Well, Lincoln Riley has hit the ceiling at, at Oklahoma. Do you think the ceiling has changed at Oklahoma now that they're entering the SEC, though? Because I agree with you, but I also say that as Lincoln Riley hitting the ceiling – of the Big 12 version of, of Oklahoma, does the ceiling change for, for Oklahoma now that they're in the SEC? Yeah, the ceiling becomes lower. Not the roof? Yeah, whatever Michael Jordan was saying. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, his, his, he hit his ceiling at Oklahoma when Oklahoma was in the Big 12. They had Baker Mayfield, had all this talent, had Kyler Murray, had all this talent. Uh, you had uh, Jalen Hurts, had all this talent, and you still couldn't get to the national championship game. You still couldn't win a championship. How do you think you're going to be able to get to, you know, that position in the SEC? He's not. So if you are trying to win a championship, then LSU is the move for Lincoln Riley because he's going to have better resources in terms of recruiting. And that's what it's about. He can still pull from the same state. Mm-hmm. He still pulled from Texas because Texas is right next to Louisiana. And Oklahoma has made a living in Texas for decades. So he can still pull from the same area at LSU and still have the in-state recruiting from LSU, from Louisiana and also from Florida. There's players that come from Florida to LSU. So if I'm Lincoln Riley, man, this is a no-brainer. If he gets an opportunity to go to LSU, I'm going to LSU, which now we talk about, all right, what? What jobs will be, you know, the top? If 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 LSU is filled by Lincoln Riley, then Oklahoma becomes the second best job in the country. I think it becomes the best job in the country. Well, yeah, well, it, it becomes the best one after LSU is yes, filled. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, for sure. Here, here, so here's another Lincoln Riley touchdown or turnover for you, real quick. Did you did you see the Lincoln Riley Dave Aranda drama after the Baylor Oklahoma game on Saturday? Yeah, I saw that. Lincoln needs to, needs to learn the rules. Okay, well, then there's no point in, in saying touchdown or turnover because you and I agree. For those who do not see, Baylor was up by 10, and people thought that the clock had, had run out and the game was over, and, and Baylor fans always stormed the field. Mm-hmm. But there was still some, some time left on the clock, and, um, and they brought everybody back out onto the field, and they, they, they had one – one final snap left, and Baylor was already up 10. And Baylor kicked a field goal on that one final snap that they brought everybody back out for. And Lincoln Riley was not happy about it in his postgame press conference, talking about sportsmanship and, and gamesmanship and so on and, and so forth. But what he was failing to, to recognize, although he actually started his, his press conference by mentioning why Dave Aranda did it, 
that he understood why he did it, and then he went on his diatribe about leadership and whatnot and, and sportsmanship. But in, in the Big 12, Baylor and Oklahoma are, are kind of neck and neck to, to potentially play in the Big 12 championship game. And in the Big 12, a tiebreaker comes down to, I believe it's margin of victory. Mm-hmm. And because Baylor and Oklahoma are coming down to the wire in the Big 12, and, and I mean, a tiebreaker could determine who goes to the league, they, Baylor needs all the points that they get. So that's why Dave Aranda kicked the field goal, and Lincoln Riley was not happy about it. So he gets an early for what for me? Yeah, Oklahoma is 6-1 in the conference. Oklahoma State is 6-1 in the conference. Baylor is 5-2. and two. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play each other. So whoever loses that game might be on the outside looking in, and Baylor's able to slip into that Big 12 championship game, depending on the point uh, differential. So that's why Dave Aranda did what he did. Which every coach in America should be fired on the spot if they don't kick the field goal in that situation. If If you don't know the rules, give yourself, you know, and your team a chance to play in a championship game. I mean... That that says more about you not knowing the rules than not understanding what sportsmanship is all about. So correct, every, change the rule. Every coach in America kicks a field goal there, no, because you need the points. Because because I know technically the game is over, but in a way they're still playing the game because those points could come into play down the road. Yeah, Diarval says comical coming from Raleigh since he runs the score up all the time. That too. <laughs> Go back and watch those Baker Mayfield games, those Kyler Murray games, when when it's the fourth quarter of of a blowout and, and Baker Mayfield's still out on the field throwing the pigskin around when they're up multiple touchdowns. Or, or what about the game earlier this year where they beat Western Carolina like 76 to nothing? How, how do you beat a team 76 to nothing if, if you're trying not to run up the score? Nelson says, I'm not understanding what y'all are saying about Les Miles being a bad coach. See, Nelson, I didn't, I didn't say he was a bad coach. I didn't say he was a bad coach. I think I think he's a bad coach. I don't I, think. I, I, I think Les Miles is, like I said a moment ago, Les Miles' success at LSU, in my opinion, was a product of the resources at LSU, not Les Miles just making – Making chicken salad out of chicken crap, as Triple O would say. I. This is where Ben and I will 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 you know go our separate ways on Les Miles. I. It's hard for me to not give a coach credit who was you know 114 and 34 um, during his time at LSU. You know he like he did a good job. Like he did a good job. Um, should he have done more? Yeah, I've said that. I, th- I thought, you know, he should have competed for, you know, more championships with all that talent. You look at the NFL and all those players from NFL. Think about Odell Beckham Jr. Jarvis Landry was on the same squad. They had Zach Mettenberger, and they lost multiple games and never was really in the championship picture. Like, that's crazy when you think about it. Um, Les Miles was a good coach there at LSU, in my opinion, but – he could have and should have done more. Like, he could not get the offensive um, higher right. He could not get the offense going in the right direction. His offense was archaic. Yeah, that was that was his downfall. But he still was a good coach. That's that's my that's my take on, on Les Miles. My thought that is a, a coach is going to naturally win eight, nine, ten games just by being at LSU. Yeah, and, still got to give him credit for doing it. 
I just, I just think the talent is, is so overwhelmingly great, as, as you mentioned, all the NFL talent, that you could put me as head coach and, and we're still going to go win eight games. Maybe more. Ah, oh, man, man. So. 114-34, I can't call him coach bad or not good. I got to give him credit for, for winning those games. Um, should have done more, though. You definitely should have done more. Uh, Valen, Georgia says, I am sorry. Feel like an idiot. I am so programmed to think transfer portal when I hear someone isn't returning. I went back and listened to the first hour yesterday and now realize Evans would be leaving for the draft. No, no, no reason to apologize. I mean, Evans has you know, his his own reasons for doing things that he he wants to do. I mean, I I don't think Evans is make you know taking the right approach. That's just my personal opinion. I think if you if you handle this the right way, you get yourself healthy, you come back. You take advantage of the opportunity to to earn money with the NIL, um, and you give yourself a chance to have more film, healthy film, rather than you know, carrying yourself the way you have this 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 year, and hoping to get drafted. Like I just believe in creating more opportunities and more options for yourself. And I think coming back and marking yourself in a way that helps you earn money from NIL and then getting another year inside the SEC, showing that you're durable, showing that it's just not a one-year deal, uh, I think will be I think will be good. So maybe he's not going to the league. Maybe he is. Maybe he's transferring. Maybe he's not. I do not know. But – as of right now, there's not a lot of optimism about about Evans' uh, long term here at Tennessee, and that may change. May change in five minutes. May change in fifteen. May change in a day. And it may not change. But these players' feelings about where they are and their role and what they want to do uh, it changes like the weather sometimes. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. We'll take a quick timeout. Hour two is brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Follow them on Twitter, Action TN, excuse me, TN Action 247, where right now use the Swain Event promo code and they will match your first deposit up to $400, 100%. 100% match on your first deposit. And action, 247. Follow them on Twitter, at TN Action 247. Swain Event, be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. 
After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Hey there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. 
Yo. It's Red Plastic Cop with some big news for you movie-making, content-creating video superstars. Show your mad skills and create a video of why it's so important to keep Tennessee litter-free. It's the TSSAA No Trash November Student Video Contest. Sponsored by Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Go to nobodytrashestennessee.com slash TSSAA for details. High school and middle school students can submit their video and receive scholarships and prizes provided by TSSAA. Word, peace out. Is that still a thing? Am I being too cool for the school kids? Just asking. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. A65 255 is our telephone number. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Taking a look at the text box. GBL says Oklahoma did it a few years back when leading six, uh, Baylor 66-30. So I guess they ran up the score on those guys. They run up the score all the time. Uh, Smokey Joe. Um, so if you, got a new, if you got a new phone, and especially a new iPhone, if you got a new iPhone, the Swain Event app uh, will not be showing up on the App Store. Um, there's a long explanation why. I'm not going to get into it. Um, but it is going to be back in a few days. Um, so it's been resubmitted back to Apple, and it will be back up on the App Store. So it is available there at Google Play. We understand that most people have iPhones um, because, like me, we are smart people when it comes to technology. Just kidding, Android users. Um, so that's why. So if you already have the app, cool, it's all good. But if you get a new phone, uh, the app that Swainvan app won't be there because the app um, not on the App Store. So um, we got got that handled and situated. So now it's really up to Apple uh, to submit that to their App Store, and that will be in a day. So as soon as that happens, I will let everyone know. Trust me. It's been a pain in my butt as well as it has been, I'm sure, for you going to the store and not seeing the app there. So that'll be handled uh, in a couple days. Jay Dobbs says, it's so Tennessee. Raleigh goes to LSU. Hyper goes to Oklahoma. Kids who got told to hit the road get to play for him. People already already assuming that's going to happen, huh? Yep. John K. from South Carolina says, Joe Brady is about to be off the hot seat quick because of Super Cam. I don't know, man. It's, he's just Cam Newton. He ain't Super Cam anymore. He he remember he got cut in New England. He was not good in New England. He's not the same same Cam at all. He's just the best option for the Panthers right now. Yep. They they made a mistake by going out and getting Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold looked like he had turned a corner with a with a new breath of fresh air to start the season played well those first couple of games but before he got hurt he he was not playing well and looked like the the Panthers had made a bad decision to trade for him I'll be curious to see what they do at quarterback this offseason they need, they need to get some more help John Kay says uh, Lincoln Riley is going to the Cowboys once once they have an opening man he had a chance this past um, well two years ago when they hired Mike McCarthy 
well. Because Lincoln Riley's name was mentioned, and he was he wasn't interested then en- enough to go. Maybe times will change, but I, I don't think Mike McCarthy's going anywhere. That's what I was about to say. I mean, they, I, not that I think that Mike McCarthy is the greatest co- coach of all time, but he doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon, just because of the the talent that's on on that Cowboys roster. Listen, Mike McCarthy is one of the few coaches in the NFL that has a Super Bowl, so. You know he's no he's no Pete Carroll he's no Bill Belichick, but he's pretty he's pretty dang good and it's working right now with the Cowboys, um, so he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Ken says Cam Newton absolutely sucks and has for years. He ain't super nothing. Yeah, but Ken, you're saying that because of you not liking his personality, not because of him as a football player. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't suck. I don't think an NFL quarterback. Um, like Cam sucked, but he's just not the same player as he as he was when he was the MVP of the league, and he basically carried the Panthers franchise that was so terrible in the front office, putting pieces around him. Now he he likes to have fun, but he's an energy guy. And if you look at Matt Rule's comments in his press conference. He is a fan of Cam Newton. So it's weird that a Bill Belichick, a Matt Rule, all these coaches be a fan of Cam Newton's energy um, and how he plays the game. His, his coaches and his teammates, I've never heard one word about him being a grandstand, me, me, me guy. But he has fun and he brings a, a lot of energy to, to a team. But – it's it's amazing to me how many people dislike Cam Newton. He's actually a pretty good dude, um, but he lo- but he does love attention, he and, he, attention. and he has the, and he sure. has fun, and he he was a dang good player. He's still a good decent player. He just not the same Cam Newton as he was when he went to go win the super, uh, excuse me win the MVP and compete for Super Bowl. I've never understood the Cam hate. I I just I don't understand how you can can dislike somebody because they they have too much fun. They, well, they have too much energy. Some people on, just like the, the shut up and play guys. I mean, I, no, I, I get that. But, like, to, to strongly dislike somebody because they're, they're flamboyant and they have more personality than others and, and because they like attention, a like, I, I just don't – like, those aren't personal traits that, that should determine whether you like or dislike somebody. It, it's stuff uh, away from football that, that should tell you to like – or dislike somebody. If they're like a bad person, right? Yeah, he's a good person. Yeah, he's a good he's person. A does good, a lot of a good person. Yeah, he I, is. That's why I've never understood the the Cam Newton dislike. All right, Jonathan from Columbia, Tennessee says. Side note: Did you see N. V. Pilardi is kicking it with the Dolphins? Love to see special shoe, baby. That's right. He's the real number one. Um, VFL Shad says, "Do you think Evans gets drafted if he does enter the draft?" It would be late if he did. I got to look at the draft board. Has has he done enough to get drafted? I mean, he's barely been available this year. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's that's what. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I think I think he is a really good player. I think he is someone that could play at the next level. 
But like right now, with a limited amount of film, and he has been in and out of the lineup due to injury. I mean, that's just I mean, I'm on CBS Sports right now, and they got four backs, four, four NFL, uh, four backs here on their college prospect list. They got Isaiah Spiller. Number one, they got Brees Hall from Iowa State, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame, and uh, Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State. They don't even have anybody else listed. That's that's kind of weird to me. I just think it would be very tough for Tyon to be drafted where he wants to be drafted if he decides to leave this year. But that might not be something that he does. Something I, obviously I is going is on there where there's questions about his future in Tennessee. I, I yes, I think it's more so his personality. Don't think that he's a big school guy. He also has a kid, so I, I don't think like he's a a bad presence in the locker room or on the verge of, of getting kicked off the team. I, I don't think it's anything like that. I, I just again, I think it's not, not a big school guy. Which who of us? Our big school people. <laughs> I, I sure, I sure wasn't. Um, and he has a kid, and that changes things dramatically. So maybe, maybe he's banking on himself. But I, I don't think he's like because he's a cancer in the locker room well, or anything like that. You know, even if he goes somewhere else to another school, still got to go to school. Yeah, I don't see him. I, I mean, I, I think he's either back at Tennessee or off to the NFL. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. There's a possibility he may be at another school. So we'll we'll see. There's always a chance. Yep. We'll go back to the phones. And who we have? DR Vol? Uh, we have Courts involved first. Courts involved. Good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. It's been a couple of days since I've had a chance to talk to you. I've been covered up busy. Hi, right, man. It's good to hear. It's good to hear that you're busy. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than the latter, right? That's right. I got a quick comment about Tyon, and I've got a question for you, Swain, and a question for Ben. <clears throat> a lot of people forgetting about Tyon, which I know I'm not saying you guys have, but a lot of people forget Tyon has a daughter and uh, a little one. She's she's a real little kid, and uh, a lot of people are are just getting mad off. Well, he he should be coming back. He he's just being dumb. Well, I mean, trying to look out for his family. He's just trying to be uh, a good father, and I I support him on that, but I also I feel like what you all are saying is also correct. He doesn't really have a lot of on film, if you ask me. And to me, in the league, running backs aren't as valued as they once were. And you need to be a either superstar kind of running back, or you need to be like, well, basically, Alvin Kamara. If you're going to be on everybody's draft board, Tom needs to understand that. And I'm not saying the boy is being boneheaded. But he's kind of being a knucklehead right now. Well, if, I mean, I know if he's going to do what he wants to do. If if we know for a fact that the NFL is is you know where he's going, I mean, it could be valid. Yeah, it could be another school because of academic reasons. It could you know he could be just you know coming back. So the, these are like three different possibilities um, that we have to explore and have to talk about. I think equally until we know exactly what he's going to do. Um, but if it's NFL route and 
we assume that, all right, you're going NFL because you have a daughter. I would push back on that and go, the NIL will help you in a huge way so that way you you don't have to jump to the NFL, risk not getting drafted, and not being in the league because you have been injured, because you may not be ready. But you can financially, you know, be put in a, a better spot coming back doing everything you need to do from a PR standpoint to take advantage of the NIL and then have a healthy year next year and then put yourself in a better position to get drafted. I can make that argument. The NIL has changed things where, like, you don't have to just say, all right, man, I'm a, I'm a six-round pick. I got a grade of a six-round pick. I don't have a choice. I got to go. No, you, can, you don't have to go. You can, you, can, you can come back and still make thousands of dollars and send money back home or send, you know, give money to your family or take care of your kid. Like, you still do that. You can do that in school now with NIL. Now, if he wants to come back, that's another, that's another thing. That's nothing really to discuss there. But if academically he's not a school guy and the school has its own requirements and he failed to reach those requirements, um, then maybe another school with different requirements may be the best option for him. But if he goes to another school, he still will have to go to school and take academic serious. So I understand his track record. He is at, he came from a JUCO. And yeah. if you come from a JUCO, something happened. Either you got yeah. in trouble or academically you didn't take care of business coming out of high school. So we have to understand that too. Still there, Quarantine? Yeah, still there. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're still here. Okay. Um, I was going to – I'll ask my questions and I'll hop off that way. I don't take up all airwaves. But um, So, for you, Swain, I just wanted to ask you, how – do you think it's still a lot of battered ball syndrome or is just we have so many – well, I don't want to blanket statement, but I just want to kind of say we. it seems like a lot of our – fan base that the louder ones are just very charming soft when it comes to anything like it. We have people freaking out and thinking Hoppel's going to up and leave. Hoppel's a good dude. He ain't going nowhere. And for Ben, um, Ben, if I, if I could bother you with it, because I know, I know baseball is super early in baseball, but I'll, I just kind of wanted to get your idea of like, where do you believe, especially if we, if we take on Villanova this weekend and beat Villanova in basketball, kind of start you kind of start developing an idea of what this team might be. What do you foresee in the basketball team, and what do you foresee in the baseball team? I appreciate you guys' time. It's good talking to y'all again. You too, my friend. You want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, with the basketball team, I, I think if they beat Villanova on Saturday, I, I think if they win one of the two games this weekend. It'll prove that they are legit. I mean, I do think that they are legit going into the weekend, but it will 100% confirm it for me um, because there are still question marks. Olivier Camois looks better, but it's been against Lenore Ryan and Tennessee Martin and ETSU. If he goes out there and looks good against Villanova, that that that's going to say something to, to me. Or if Tennessee ends up playing. Purdue on Sunday, and I hope that they do play Purdue because North Carolina does not look good out of the gates. I don't know if they ended up winning or losing last night, but they they were struggling with whatever team that they were playing midway through the game when I was scrolling through 
my, my channel guide and, and I saw on YouTube TV, it gave a little preview and they, they were losing to whatever no-name school that, that they were playing. So I, I hope that Tennessee plays Purdue on Sunday because that would be a bigger test than North Carolina. But if Olivier goes out there and plays well against those two teams, then, then that's going to solidify that Olivier has truly made a jump. Kennedy Chandler, I think he's the real deal, but I want to see it against Villanova. I want to see it against Purdue. Santi, Josiah, these other guys that, that have appeared to make jumps, like I, I want to see them showcase their progression against these big-time teams. And, and if, if they do, then I, I think it confirms that, it, that it's a team that could, could make an Elite Eight Final Four run. I, I truly believe that. So that's what I want to see from the basketball team. And then baseball, I mean, at, at minimum, it's super early. I, I think they're definitely a NCAA tournament team and one of the better teams in the SEC and should be able to make a run at the College World Series. I would, I would rather take a, a hard loss early in basketball than an easy win. Than an easy win. You know, like you mentioned North Carolina, you know, not being as good as Villanova. And I'm more concerned about how we are playing leading up to conference play. Because how you play in conference play can influence the decision makers on where you're going to be seated in this double A tournament. And you're going to play more games in conference than you do out of conference. Anyway, so give me the tough test against Villanova. And if we take a lump, cool. If we win, cool. But that experience is what we need, and it is why Rick Barnes believes in scheduling these type of games because, like, I want to be exposed. Expose our strengths. Expose our weaknesses so that way we can go and fix the weaknesses as quick as possible before we enter league play. And you start playing against the Alabamas and the Kentuckys and the Floridas and all these SEC programs who are now better in basketball. So I'm not going to freak out one way or the other when Tennessee plays Villanova. I want the early tough test. That's what I want. Yep, I'm with you. And to to just provide a little more background on what I said about North Carolina, I mentioned, I guess it was Monday, uh, that North Carolina was struggling against Brown, the prestigious academic institution in in the Ivy League. Uh, They were losing to Brown 50-47 to at halftime. And then last night they did beat Charleston but had to rally to beat Charleston. North Carolina was losing to Charleston. 42 to 36 at halftime and had to outscore them 58 to 41 in the second half to to win that game. So North Carolina is 3-0, top 20 team, but they they've struggled with two lackluster opponents uh their last two times out. So and and I would imagine that if if Tennessee were to lose to Villanova, that's who Tennessee would would play on Sunday because North Carolina and Purdue play the game after Tennessee Villanova and however those two games go will determine the matchups on Sunday let's get to our guy D.R. Vaughn D.R. Vaughn good morning anytime you mention Purdue basketball I shiver just a little bit guys I know man I know you have flashbacks I ball my fist up yeah I'll never get over that any directions you lost are you lost well, I'm going somewhere, but I don't know how to get there. I, kind of <laughs> like J.J. Peterson playing college football. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that, that Purdue game and the Michigan – I'm going to have to cut that off, guys. 
Street. Yeah. The Where are you going, bro? What's that? Where are you going? I have no idea. I'm uh, just following directions, running an errand this morning. I'm off work today. I'm having a test done tomorrow, so I can't really work. Gotcha. You have fun with that test tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, hey, Matt Jones. Tell your back your background noise. You got to cut your background noise out, man. We're trying to do a show over here. Well, it sounds like Matt Jones. I eat at good restaurants, unlike McDonald's. <laughs> unlike Matt Jones, you don't yell at waitresses. Yeah, or yeah, employees. which is on brand for that guy. Uh, I mean, he's kind of like Lincoln Riley. Just find something to cry about. <laughs> All right, man. What's what, what you got today for? I know it's good. Uh, I, I'm going to make it quick since this uh, woman won't shut up. So, I got two questions, actually, Swain. Assuming Josh Heupel's not coaching Oklahoma next year, who do you see most likely leaving? Uh, I could see Golish because he's not really calling plays, or maybe like a Cody Byrne. Most likely to leave? Like, which coach on the staff is most likely to leave? Yeah, not necessarily because they were fired or anything like that, just because they're getting a new opportunity. I mean – Golish is the pretty, is pretty sharp. Uh, he's a pretty sharp guy. I mean, he has like he has that alpha male head coach type of vibe to him. I, it may be too early, but you just never know. Um, you know. He did come from Iowa State to Central Florida and joined him, so you just never know what connections that he has. Uh, I just you know, I don't see anyone you know really leaving. Um, to be honest, I mean, I, I think I think Cody Burns. I mean, you look at his tree, his ties. It's to Gus Malzahn. Why would why would he want to go back to you know Central Florida where he was there just for you know quick hop uh, and a sip of coffee to join up with Gus Malzahn, who continues to not do anything uh, with with quarterback. So I just don't see anyone leaving honestly right now. That's what I like to hear. Uh, the second thing, I, I'm on edge because I haven't eaten in a while. And uh, right, Matt Jones. I want you to talk me down from it. We are looking to lose a lot of key contributors. Do you think we take a step down next season as far as record and performance? Well, if you look at the you know, strength of schedule <laughs> this year, and you know ESPN released that, uh, they ranked the SEC schedules. The ESPN FPI had Tennessee number one. So the toughest schedule in the SEC, you look at who Tennessee has played. You played Ole Miss, ranked opponent. You played Pittsburgh, ranked opponent. Uh, and then all of your um, teams in the East that you play each and every year. So the schedule next year is going to be less difficult. I would assume that the offense would be better, more efficient, and faster. But that is dependent on, I think, what Hendon Hooker does. Uh, I think he should come back, which you just never know. But with him being back, I think this offense has a chance to be better. Um, defensively, you got to find some, find some guys up front. I have confidence in, in Rodney Garner. Look what he's done with Caleb Tremblay. Look what he's done with the guys in a short amount of time. So I would assume that, the, that our team should be a lot better next year. Uh, okay. Uh, that's why I like talking to you, Swain. You can always talk me down. Uh, well, I, guys, think, I think we got better ball syndrome, man. Like, like you can just see it. Like, folks are already putting it in their mind that, that Josh Heupel is leaving. Like, and people are putting it in their mind that the worst is going to happen based on what happened in the past. And so I'm not totally discarding that and, and 
and and not considering that. But I just, man, I just, I just don't live life like that. Where like I'm, you know, think that if something bad can happen, it's going to happen. I just, if it happens, you know, we'll deal with it when we get here. It's a possibility. But I'm not gonna sit here and freak out and just create this this story out of nowhere that Josh Heupel is going to leave to go to Oklahoma. Because last time Heupel had contact with Oklahoma, it wasn't pleasant. You remember the days we thought Butch was going to Michigan? No, I don't I don't remember the days where we thought that. You <laughs> probably thought that, but we never thought that. Because Michigan was never trying to get at Michigan. I mean, Michigan was never trying to get at uh, Butch Jones. That was Butch agent trying to create that narrative to make more money here at Tennessee. Shocker. Well, guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get off here. I will say I'll be with my kids at Dead End this weekend, and I think I'm going to meet up with Big Shot Rob. If you are available, y'all can uh, pay for our meals. Well, I, I was meeting Big Shot Rob, so it. you can join us if you'd like. I'll let you join us. Let's go. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right, yeah. We'll see y'all Saturday then. Y'all have a good day, guys. All right, you too. Yeah. Do you have a name for your GPS? Uh, Not radio appropriate. Oh, my gosh. Goodbye. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Speaking of DR Vol, I know DR Vol will get a big big kick out of this, uh, and that is using the promo code Swain Event there at Action 247. It's local. It's legal. It's a sports book. It's Tennessee's only legal sports book. And, hey, listen, you got pride in Tennessee? Well, keep it in Tennessee with Action 247. They are doing a $400 deposit match. All you have to do is use the code Swain Event. New customers only. Swain Event, 100% match on your first deposit up to $400. We, we know Diavall loves to get in on these games. Follow my picks last week. Might have made some made a little bit of money. We'll see how this week goes. 865-255-03. Do you have a name for your GPS? Nope. I do not. Do you? Nope. I didn't know people named their GPS. Oh, it's a thing. I know people that name like their vehicles and their cars, but do you? Nope. I, I've never done that either. Nope. My wife names her car, but like, I don't. What's your current car's name or her current car's name? I think like Veronica or something. Veronica. <laughs> yeah. What? Hey man. Do you know how she came up with that? Nope. Don't care. Are you happy, wife? Are you happy naming your car Veronica? Yes. Cool. I'm happy too. She she would be more happy if if you knew the meaning behind Veronica. Hey, maybe I'll ask, but listen, all I know is I'll she ask. was happy. I ain't trying to disrupt that. I, I look, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I feel that because maybe my question may make her unhappy. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to mess it up. You happy? Okay, cool. Veronica, it is. I don't call the call Veronica, but you know. Some people name their cars and vehicles. I I don't do that. I don't do that. 865-255-03. Vol from Charlotte says Linda. <laughs> Linda is um, the name of, of their GPS. Um, Middle Tennessee Rick says my wife calls my GPS the B word in the box. 
Court involved, just just being petty. You ain't right, Court involved. I don't. I don't think that's being petty. I think that's me living rent free in his head. Court involved says that his GPS name is Ben Benjelina McKee. That just means that Court involved thinks about me all day, every day. It's a little <laughs> weird, Court involved. See, people name their GPSs. I think you should name your GPS. No, I'm not. You know the name of my GPS? You said you, you said you don't have a name. GPS. That's it. Do you know what GPS stands for? Nope. Neither do I. Don't care. Somebody out there saying, y'all don't know what GPS means. The Global Positioning System. No, had no idea. Learn something new every day. Don't care. Kevin in uh, Houston said that he named his, his car Halle Berry. <laughs> Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Make that right turn. Uh, let's see here. Chris from Dyer says Kiffin was going to go to USC. Did happen. Dooley was going to go to Georgia. Butch was going to go to Michigan. Prue was going to go to Alabama. Hype was going to go to Oklahoma. Our fan base, man. God love them. Yeah, I, dude, I remember that conversation about Pruitt in Alabama. I was like, yo, what are we doing? What are we doing? Who cares? Like, if he builds this thing up to the point where he actually is getting any interest from Alabama, that's great for us. Cool. I knew that whole thing with Butch and Michigan was a sham. I knew he was just doing that, generating that, that buzz to get some more money. Michigan was not going to hire Bush Jones. That was a dream job of his, but I didn't see that happening. Mm-mm. I wish he would have gone to Michigan. I know he was trying to drum up some, 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 some talk with Virginia Tech because the same guy who hired him at, Virginia, uh, at Cincinnati went to Virginia Tech and was an AD, so he was trying to use that to drum up more money at Tennessee. You ain't right, Diraval. I will not slander our VFLs. He's not a VFL. Yes, he is. Did he graduate from here? He's a VFL. I think he is. Dang it. D.R. Ross says, I had a, a broke-down truck. I named it Dontavis Blair. I also haven't heard that It was big, but minute. didn't do anything. See, see, why would any player want to come here and deal with D.R. Uh, he's from your neck of the woods. He didn't finish. He went to West Alabama. He's not a VFL. We don't have to count him. Yeah, that's he, great he's area. A, he's a W-A-F-L, West Alabama for life. T-F-L, he's a Tiger for life. Uh, he's from your neck of the woods, Aniston. Maybe he's your cousin. I got, I got a lot of family in Aniston. Uh, Bo from Riceville says, my GPS is B in the Box. <laughs> B in the Box is um, popular. a popular name. I don't, but, but why the hate for the B in the Box? My GPS is, is very nice to me and helps me get places. I agree. ATL VFL says Walter Nolan gives me Jay Hardy vibes. Yeah, just because the recruitment feels like a circus, which is something that I'm not interested in. So you will not find me emotionally getting up and down over over recruits. Not doing it. Ken says, there's zero chance Tyon gets drafted right now. Please swing get in his ear and help him think through this. The NIL money and staying at Tennessee another year is his best chance. I don't, 
I think people are just assuming that NFL is 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 what he's going to do, and there's other possibilities. I mean, he could go to another school. He could, he could stay, or he could try to go to the NFL. I, I agree with you there, Ken. I, I don't, I don't think the NFL is some, is is your only option now. NIL can help you. I think Tennessee should bring back Ken's favorite running back of all time, Eric Gray. <laughs> yeah. I bet Eric Gray would love to be back at Tennessee right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ken says, wonder what his teammates thought of him in the Super Bowl when he fumbled the ball and made a clear decision not to give effort to recover it. I don't know. We haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, haven't heard anything about it. And that's a bad look on Cam, but not a reason to dislike him personally. No, no, still not a good reason. That was a bad. That was a bad play, but correct. It's bad play. Bad play. It's you know, it's like when a quarterback throws a pick and doesn't run to go get it because coaches are telling their quarterback just let it go and you don't want to get yourself hurt. So. I can see how that played in the Cam's mind that moment. It still was the wrong decision. But Cam don't like him because he stole stuff from Florida when he was a freshman. <laughs> he got special treatment for NCAA when he got paid through his father. Golly, Cam. Oh, man. Hour three coming up. 